Welcome to Trucker's Life Podcast, helping highway heroes, where we bring visibility, appreciation, and celebration to truck drivers, because we know these streets ain't loyal. Streaming every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your podcast platforms. Get to floating. If your wheels ain't a turning, then you ain't earning. So let's start the mother trucking show with your host, Queen Key. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of Construction Zone. Hi, my name is Lakeisha Martin. For those of you who don't know me, I am an over-the-road truck driver, and I have been for over 26 years. I am also a master trainer, and I've been training for over two decades, and I'm a two-million-mile safe driver out here in these streets. This is our first episode of Construction Zone. So let me explain to you what it's all about. Again, my name is Lakeisha Martin, also known as hashtag Queen Key, or hashtag Real Queen Key, if you want to follow me on all of my other social media. On social media for Facebook, it's Lakeisha Martin. On Instagram, TikTok, and here on YouTube, it is at Real Queen Key. Queen Key is my CB handle. And if you ever hear me out there on the road on the 1-9, you'll hear me say, Breaker, 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 this is Queen Key coming at you. Yes, that's Queen Key, that's me. Q-U-E-E-N-K-E-E, because he was so nice, my mama did it twice. Come on. Now, you make sure to holler back at me and say, hey, Queen, I hear you out there, hunty. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to start an episode of what I call Construction Zone. And Construction Zone basically is a place of safety, as you can see. In every Construction Zone, they have the cones up. So we have our cones up, we got on our safety vest, and that means that we are transitioning from trainer, we are transitioning from driver, we are transitioning from entrepreneur to a safe haven place where drivers can come and be themselves. Talk about anything, be about anything, complain, give shout outs, celebrate, talk to me, ask me questions. You can even drop things down in the chat and say, hey, can you talk about this next time? And we'll see if we can get it slated, okay? So this is Construction Zone. So let me explain to you basically how this show relates to an actual Construction Zone. Yes, honey, we got our clipboard because we got all our notes just like they do in a real construction zone, right? So, let's look at our notes and see. Oh, by the way, welcome to the Mother Trucking Show. Here we go. Now, I explained to you guys what the show is about. Now, when you're in a construction zone, as you can see, yes, they put the little cones up because they want you to slow down and proceed with caution. Yes, when you're inside the cones, it is a safety barrier. So those who are out there that are working on whatever structure it is, those cones represent a safety boundary where no hurt, harm, or danger can come to them. So these cones are up in our construction zone because the same thing applies to you. When you enter into the construction zone and you want to talk about things and you want to This is a safe haven where no harm will come to you. It is also a place where we can slow down 
and breathe and relax and not feel any other pressure or anxiety about what everybody else in the outside world thinks of us. We know that we have our own community. We know that we have our own culture. So we don't have to explain us to nobody. Make sense? Makes sense. So inside the construction zone, that's what it also represents. Now, why do they have construction zones? They have construction zones for two main reasons. The first reason is to tear down old or damaged and worn structures. When you see them out there on the highway and they're doing construction, they're tearing down the old stuff. The roads are too worn. They got potholes. The barriers are falling apart. So they put up a construction zone to tear down the old barriers. And the second reason why they build a construction zone is to what? Is to build a strong new foundation so that new, stronger structures can be arisen, right? So, two reasons for construction zones. To tear down the old, worn structures and to build a solid foundation for the new structures to be built. And that is the same concept that we use here in the construction zone circle and in the construction zone cones here on our show. That means when you come here, it's all right that if you're worn or torn or broken, bruised, but not broken. Because the construction zone is a place where you can come to get repaired, hunty, in a safe space. So it's all right if you are worn and bruised, because that's why we're here. Now, once you come all in here all bruised and worn, no worries. You're in the construction zone so we together can build a strong new foundation to build some stronger, healthier, more structured, solid structures for you to leave the construction zone stronger than when you came in. Does that make sense? So, physically out in the construction zone, they tear things down to build things up. In this construction zone, if you're already torn down, come on in here and we'll build things up. So these cones represent the same thing. When these cones go up, you are in a safe haven space. Got it? Makes sense? Makes sense, Hunty. So now, we know what the construction zone is all about. Now, we will pay equal attention to both things. It's not like, oh, it's only for torn down people or it's only for building up. We will give equal attention for, to both things. Now, so, and we will grow together supporting one another. Because if nobody else wants to support us, hunty, we got to do it for us. So, now, let's talk about what today's show is about. Episode one of Construction Zone is about the mental health of the overroad truck driver. <gasps> mental health. Oh my goodness, Queens. Why did you pick such a difficult topic? Because life is difficult. Things don't come into the construction zone if they ain't got no reason to get built up or they ain't got no reason to be torn down, right? So, we're going to talk about the difficult stuff that nobody else really wants to talk about. And why not start at the top? Now, we already know that in today's society, that mental health already has a stigma. Nobody wants to talk about it. Oh, you got Uncle Tyrone locked upstairs and he's just a little off. But we don't talk about what goes on inside this house, outside in the street. You don't tell everybody's business. Or you got that cousin that just never, ever wants to eat and never wants to come out and play robe or do anything or whatever. They just a little 
to themselves and a little strange. And you know, you got to bear with them. No, these are signs of mental health issues that as a people, we were taught to ignore because we can't actually see the scars. If you see somebody with a broken arm, you can see the cast, right? You can see that. You can see all these different, but mental health, you cannot see that they are wounded. Therefore, it's easier to ignore. Now, when it comes to over-the-road truck drivers, it's even more so because we are the missing people of the logistics industry, period. It's like nobody even knows we're there at all ever anyway, let alone to say, hey, we might want to talk about and be about even with our carriers. Maybe we should put it in our health insurers that our truck drivers can go get yearly mental health exams the same way we get yearly or every two years for a physical exam. They don't do that. It's kind of like it's totally never talked about, okay? All right, so most drivers, like I said, do go and get a physical at least once a year. So why don't we go get a physical once a year for our mental health? And we should start doing that, okay? Now, not only is uh, mental health a stigma in our society, and that is even more stigma inside uh, over-the-road truck driving, but did you know that our job could actually increase our chances of having mental instability just based on the fact of the job that we have? Now, there are other jobs, like there are people that work in customer service, and there are people that work in the, in the warehouse industry, and they equate for the fact that if you're on the other side of a telephone and you work for customer service, that it's a very, very high-stress job. It's very stressful. All the people are irate. So they put into their health plans a lot of times to deal with the fact that their people on the other end of the phone are dealing with high stress all the time. But they don't put into our mental health, into our health coverage because they don't even recognize that our job could be causing mental health problems. And I'm going to explain to you why. The three leading causes of mental health issues in truckers are, number one, seclusion, number two, isolation, and number three, alienation. So let's go through those three things and let's see what the definitions of those things are. And I want you to take a moment and think if one, two, or all three of these things have or has applied to you because you're an over-the-road truck driver or a CDL holder or truck driver, period. Okay, the definition of seclusion by Webster's. Okay, Webster says the definition of seclusion is a sheltered or private area private away from other people sheltered private area okay so when i think sheltered private area away from other people outside of those who drive teams we're talking about your actual truck your cab okay you got your driving then you got your bunk you got your passenger jump seat and you pretty much got all your belongings but pretty much you're in this little teeny secluded area and that is your area seclusion. Now, let's find out what the definition of isolation is. Isolation is the art or act thereof of setting someone aside or apart from other people. Okay, so to isolate something, you set that person or thing apart or aside from other people. So let's see how isolation applies to being an over-the-road truck driver. Okay, 
We are apart and away from every other person in the world that got up that day and went to work. Everybody that goes to work on their regular nine to five, they get up, they go to work, they go to an office. In that office, there are other people, there's their supervisor, you get to go out for lunch, go to the bathroom. With us, when we wake up and go to work, we're working those same hours that everybody else is working. We're all chug, chug, chugging along in our day, except we are working the same hours that they are working, but separate and apart from the rest of the world as they're working. So they don't even realize that we're working along with them because we are what? We are isolated in the fact that we are at work at the same time as other people, but we're still by ourselves. Make sense? Okay, number three, alienation. Now this is the kicker. I want you guys to really listen to the definition of alienation and see if or has it applied to you in your job as a truck driver. Really? Now, the definition of alienation is a condition of workers in a capitalist economy resulting from the lack of identity with the products of their labor and a sense of being controlled or exploited. Wow. Did you know that that was the definition of alienation? I knew that I, I thought that I knew what the definition was. And I actually looked it up because I wanted to do it word for word because I didn't want to just, you know, summarize. But when I actually wrote the definition and think back to the 26 years that I've been in this industry, how many times have you felt that you had a lack of identity? Nobody recognized you. Nobody noticed you. How many times did you feel like the work that you went and did went unnoticed? Nobody appreciated the fact that you hit that dock on time and they got their supplies. How many times have you felt like that you have actually been a slave at work? Where you just work, 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 hurry up, hurry up, hurry up and wait. How many times at work have you felt like you were controlled and exploited by the fact that you were a driver and just a mere driver? Did that hit home even harder when COVID hit and we were redeemed essential workers? But they never wrote in the bill for us to get, what, hazard pay? They gave all these other essential workers hazard pay. Why didn't truck drivers get hazard pay? Exploited us. Didn't even think about us. Did you think about the fact that we hustled, hustled, hustled to make sure that people never ran out of what? Sanitizer, toilet paper, all of those things. We hustled to hit those docks. And when we got there, they were like, why are you five minutes late to the dock? Now, oh my God, thank you. My shelves were completely empty of sanitizer. and My people really needed it alienation is a really big one when it comes to the fact that out of these three determining factors, it leads to 60% of the reason why over-the-road truck drivers have issues with mental health that go untreated. I don't want this to happen to you, driver, and I don't want it to happen to me or someone else that I love. So I'm bringing this to your attention so that we can learn and grow together and try to figure out if nobody else out there, like our carrier, our insurance company, or even our friends and family will take the time to acknowledge that our job is a leading cause to problems with our mental health, then it's our responsibility as drivers to take it on ourselves. So I have here three things on how we can either want avoid, prevent, or treat 
mental health issues in our profession as truck drivers. So we're going to count them down three to one, three being the least important and one being the most important. Okay. So let's count them down. Number three, try to increase your contact with home on your own. Try to increase your contact either with more calls home if you can. I don't know. Sometimes our spouses are working during the day and they can't take phone calls, but maybe a cousin works from home or one of our aunties is a stay-at-home mom or something like that. Try to increase your phone calls where you're actually speaking to someone that's not on the road with you, someone that is home. You can do that through telephone calls. You can do that on your 10-hour break. Do more Zoom calls. Try to get yourself on a route, maybe a dedicated route or whatever that will give you a little more home time. I know that's very, very hard and hard to come by. You know, try to get contact with friends that are outside of the trucking industry as much as you possibly can so that you can still feel relevant to what's going on out in the world even though you're still in your truck driving. Okay, so that's number three. Tip number two, build a community of support inside your profession, inside your CDO profession. In other words, bond with the community that you already have with someone else that understands how your job works and the trials and tribulations of what you're going through. You can do this in several different ways. One, you can do it by talking to more drivers, you know, on the CB. Talk on the CB while you're driving. Some people still got old school CBs. I know every technology is moving and everything, but us good old old time truckers, we still on the one nine. Reach out and for a couple of miles and talk to someone that's on the CB. Oh, man, I'm rushing to get to this dock. Oh, I can't believe this traffic. And yeah, man, I was going to take my 10-hour break. What did the parking look like over there? Have conversations with people that are in your profession. Either it be on a CB. Join Facebook groups. Facebook groups of liking. There are a whole bunch of trucker. I'm a, I'm a member of like nine or ten truck driving groups so that you can reach out and chat and say, hey, where you guys at? Did you know about this? This new restaurant opened. This whatever. They got parking over there. Talk to someone who understands how trucking works. You can do that with a telephone. We have what's called a telephone rally or connect. If you meet up with other drivers, different drivers drive different hours. Now, I'm a daytime driver. So while I'm up in the daytime, I will drive and I will talk. My husband, before he passed away, got rested. So he was a nighttime driver. So he didn't like to drive in the day. He drives at night. You can find nighttime drivers that drive the same night as you. Oh, I just need to get past this 100 miles. Who's in my telephone contact list that I can call and say, driver, can you help me get through this last 100 miles? And you'll have someone to talk to. That way, you guys can connect. And then that way, someone understands your job and they can talk to you and you don't feel so secluded or isolated. And the number one thing that you can do to protect your mental health in our profession is to seek professional counseling if you really believe that you're having an issue and you should do it anyway once a year the same way you do a physical. Go and talk to a professional. Let them know the woes, the ins and outs or whatever of your job and how it may or may not be affecting you mentally. And I'm not saying you have to go every week, every day, whatever, but at least let's do it once a year the same way we do our physical once a year. You can do this in lots of different ways. You can actually make an appointment for when you're at home time and go in to see a um, psychologist or what you can do is now they have these online things through this thing like those apps called Talkspace 
where you can go into Talkspace, you, you sign up, you pay, and you can talk on the Zoom. And that seems to be something that will work really well for truck drivers since we're always everywhere at any given time. You always have access to your professional no matter where you are if you use the app through Talkspace or as I said, you do it once a year or you do it when you go home on your home time. Either way, seek professional help because it is the best thing and it is never, ever, ever wrong to ask for help. Mental health is not a stigma. You are not crazy. You are not slow. You are not whatever. Push all of that out of your mind. Checking up on your brain is just as normal as checking up on your heart, your lungs, and everything else on the inside that the doctor checks when we go for our physicals, right? And you can always come back here to the safe zone inside construction zone, and we can talk about it, honey, because Queen will be here to help you through whatever it is you're going through, and you can be here to help me through, and this is a way that we can connect in our profession to help one another right? So that's all we have today inside the construction zone. I want to make sure that you guys know that I'm always here for you. I love you the most is don't be alarmed when I say I love you because there are people in the world that will find no reason to hate you. So I can find no reason to love you. Again, if you want to follow me, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. We will be airing a episode of the construction zone every Thursday at or about five p.m. to where you can come and watch. Please subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any other construction zones. You can follow me on my other social media. Facebook is Lakeisha Martin, spelled L-A-K-E-E-S-H-A Martin. On my TikTok and Instagram, it's at Real Queen Key. That's at Real Q-U-E-E-N-K-E-E because the E was so nice, my mama did it twice. Come on. Until then, you be safe and keep between the lines, driver. Remember to share my videos because it's your duty to do so. Why? Because everybody needs a little queen in their life. And you ain't never lied. I'll see you next time at the next episode of Construction Zone. Well, driver... Queen Key has bumped the dock. We hope we got you through those last hundred miles. If not, no worries. Download all the episodes from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast platforms. Hit her on the one nine if you see her on the big road. And she'll join you in the hammer lane. Until then, stay safe, chew up the asphalt, and keep between the lines.